I'm Russ Kickle and welcome to another episode of American Reef. On today's show we're going to take a look at a cool little tool to help dose Kalkwasser. Before we get started, uh, if you're new to reef keeping, you might want to check out my other 200-ish videos that I've got out there that will help you keep a coral reef and saltwater aquarium. They're available for iOS devices, that means your iPhones and your iPads, etc., via iTunes, um, specifically podcasts, right? They're also available on the Android operating systems, again, as podcasts. And then uh, I've got some videos out there on YouTube, so you can check out the American Reef channel. And lastly, uh, if you want to check them out via my home website, you can go to AmericanReef.com and you'll see the various videos out there. Uh, also, if you're looking for what I consider one of the best fish foods on the planet, while you're at AmericanReef.com, there's a little link bottom center of the page that says, click here to purchase HPD. From there, click that link and you can purchase some HPD. Now with that being said, let's talk about this Tunzi 5074, it's calcium dispenser. So today we're not going to talk about actually dosing calcwasser or why you want to dose calcwasser or calcium and alkalinity and things of that nature. But we're going to talk about is why you want to use something like this 5074 calcium dispenser when you're considering dosing calcwasser. Um, and when I say using one of these dispensers, I say using one of these dispensers when you're using something like this Osmolator because it's just kind of, it's a good accessory to add. But you can come up with various solutions that will allow you to accommodate the exact same result. And, uh, and the goal here is very simple. Do not put your auto top off pump in your um, saturated uh, Kalkwasser kind of solution. Because at the end of the day, what will happen is that pump will fail. You'll have to do tons of maintenance and you'll constantly have to do replacements on it. You'll get frustrated as I'll get out with it. And like for me, nobody ever told me that when I first got into this hobby, when I was kind of lo looking through the forums, etc. You'll hear about, hey, you know, basically you got to auto top off your water. So you'll basically come up with kind of first doing it by hand and then you'll have a five gallon bucket and you'll use one of these maxi jet kind of power switch combinations that after the water gets a certain level you know it'll kick on power to a little power box and then from there you know the maxi jet water will kind of pull you know that water into your main display tank and then at that time you kind of get tired of dosing two-part right usually kind of an ESV or a bulk reef supply for example um, and you're like hey maybe I can do some calc washer in here that way I can mix my solution and basically dose at the same time as I'm doing that auto top off water and and as you're doing this, nobody's telling you, hey, don't mix it into that kind of five gallon pail because at the end of the day, you'll end up having to replace those pumps way too frequently because it's just too harsh for them. 
Um, and so again, that's why we are here because after you kind of graduate through that whole process and you finally end up with like this Tunzi Osmolator, who again, you're, you're shelling out a good bit of bucks, right, for this unit. And you're doing that because again, you don't want to basically put your tank in a situation where it may fail, right? So you, you go with one of these controlled units here that has, you know, a laser eye on it, so to speak, as well as kind of floats. And so it's going to prevent that kind of auto top offing overdosing kind of thing. But at the same time, those pumps, right, they, they cost a good bit of money. And you're going to end up replacing those unless you incorporate something like this into that system. And, and again, the gist of this is really, really simple. Basically, you have a pump. That pump, basically, where it normally would supply water to the fish tank, is going to connect it right here. And in this container is where you're going to put your pickling lime or your calquas or whatever you want to call it. And you'll see, basically, the stem goes down from the bottom. And basically, as water gets pumped in, it kind of goes up through the top. As it goes through the top, it gets saturated. From there, this will actually return back into the tank. And now, what you've done is you've taken RODI water entering this unit, basically you dosed it to the point where now it's a concentrated, you know, calcium alkalinity based solution, which in turn will feed, you know, wherever you're going to feed it, into the sump or into the tank. And, and what you've done now is you've isolated that solution from the pump. And, you know, you'll see that there's all kinds of solutions out there. Like I have one solution where um, basically I think it's Aquamedic, where it's a Kalkwasser stir. And again, I use that outside and the concept is very similar, meaning um, I don't have an auto top off per se, but I have a different supply line going to it and it basically drips into my main display tank. And one of the other things they don't tell you either is you need to seal up that five gallon bucket if you're gonna do it, or you know, this basically, you know, your dispenser because when your saturated solution hits air, you'll find out that it lessens or weakens its potency. And again, doing something like this, you limit that whole air exchange kind of process. So to me, that's why it's something that it makes sense to think about when you're basically considering some kind of auto top off unit. Now, where this all kind of started, at least um, for today's video, was in Mike Paletta's system, the one in the sunlit tank, um, he was talking about a vehicle to basically dose, you know, the, uh, the Kalkwasser. And right now he had a five gallon bucket on the side. And again, he was a big fan of the Osmolator. So, you know, he had the Osmolator there and he didn't necessarily know about this. So he was gonna come up with a different solution. So one thing led to another. And now we've got a vehicle where um, we can put up on that mic system, again, to keep it simple, yet at the same time, the dose Kalkwasser in a way that's not going to keep on screwing up his pumps on the Osmolator. And with that being said, let's actually head on over to Mike's and let's kind of hook this bad boy up into that tank and it'll be a good kind of like progress update because it's been a while since we've seen the tank and we kind of see what he's done to it as well as again how the installation goes. What you doing, Mike? Well, as I said, I wanted to keep this relatively simple, so I'm going to do Kalkwasser for uh, replenishment of the uh, evaporated water. And I was going to do something really simple, but fortunately, Tunze has an even simpler and what I consider really more elegant design in that rather having the pump sitting in the calc or and eventually getting corroded and everything, this is a really ingenious little device. Basically, you pour your calcium hydroxide into here, shake it up, let it settle out. You attach this to the Tunze uh, Osmolator pump. 
It will then pump the water, force it under pressure through here and into the tank. And as a result, it's not sitting in the Kalkwasser. The Kalkwasser is not exposed to oxygen, so it's not going to break down. So you're not going to get that precipitate that you typically did when you were using a Kalkwasser reactor in the, in the past. Right. So from my point of view, this is a really ingenious system. It's just going to sit simply in this bucket of makeup water. So there'll be five gallons of water to fill up. All I have to do is dump in more water, dump in more calcium hydroxide once a week. What I'm going to do is have a timer on it so it's only going to fill up the evaporation at night when the pH tends to right. drop. So that way I'm going to have that going on. And from my point of view, it's a pretty elegant little system for uh, replenishing my calcium. That's what I said. It sounds like simple, right? But at the same time, serves a great function. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, for, it's not a whole lot of money for this, but it, it right. serves a purpose. And if you have an osmolator, it's a perfect way to add calcium hydroxide as uh, your supplement. As I said, I'm, I'm probably going to do the balling method as well over time. But for right now, I'm just going to do like I did in the old days. And when right. I say old days, in the late 1980s, early 1990s, just calcium hydroxide. So for the fans out there that watch Mike Paletta videos, did you have hair back in those days? I had hair and a mustache. Oh, did you? My uh, kids are still devastated yeah. that the mustache is gone. <laughs> well, you and Sanjay, didn't Sanjay have a mustache? Sanjay had a mustache, too. That's when we started becoming twin brothers. Uh, okay, there it is. Good deal. So go ahead, hook your thing up, and we'll just kind of record a little bit. Okay, so basically what you have to do, this is uh, tons of calcium hydroxide. You got a little spoon, or you're just going to dump it? I'm just going to dump a little bit in. Because you don't need a whole lot. Yeah, what's your general rule of thumb? I, I, I know that... It was like two teaspoons per gallon. There you go. And mix a little there. And take out a little bit of water. I guess the nice part about that too is, since it's hooked up to your osmolator, right? Yeah. You can just kind of like, after it's got water in it, you can probably just unscrew the top. You don't yeah. need to shake it, do you? No, you won't need to shake it. It'll just... Like so. And then run this to here. And... Now there's a mounting thing. Do you plan on using the mounting? No, it's just going to sit in the bucket. Mm -hmm. It's going to sit near the bottom most of the time. I don't fill it up over the top. It'll be fine. So that looks really complicated. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> simple as it gets. I love it. So then... Yeah, you have your switches, right? Yep, my switches. Let's turn on the first one. And now where do you have that actually coming into? It's coming into the front of the tank here. I may move it back here so it has longer time to settle, but right now it's there. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask in general. Does it matter where? Well, I would want the kelp foster to be further back so it doesn't get immediately sucked into the tank. Hopefully we'll see water. Yep, there's water. There you go. I'll have it run until it gets to the right level, and then I'll move this down to adjust it, and we'll be good to go. And so now on the osmolator, you have the same one you put on the other tanks, right? The one with yes. the laser eye. Yeah, the, the two-parter. There's a safety 
and then there's the laser eye or infrared eye. Yeah, the what is that? The 3155, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sitting. There's the controller. Now, do you find yourself using that controller at all? In other words, see how it has the little like the little level lines on where the waters and all that. No. Yeah. So for your end of it, you just kind of set it. And I try it. to make it be as simple as I can. The less I have to do. Yeah. The less likely I am to screw it up. You and me both. From a general supply of calcium and alkalinity to the tank? Yes. Um, you don't think you're going to be able to maintain your tank just with the calc washer? Typically I haven't been because once the corals really take off, they really take up a lot of alkalinity. Uh-huh. And that's what I measure like every day. Okay. Uh, right now in here it's at nine. I generally try to keep it higher. And when I have it higher, I get faster growth. Okay. And in sunlight, I want to really make sure because it's getting a lot of energy. So I want to make sure I have enough nutrients and enough uh, calcium and alkalinity. So let's talk about that for a second. Uh, alkalinity higher. What are the benefits? I mean, what's... I have typically had less of an, a problem with bleaching. Okay. Particularly on the thicker branched corals. When I've had my alkalinity suddenly drop from like 10 or 11 down mm -hmm. to 8 or 9 sure. even... I've had the uh, staghorns bleach, and I've had uh, some of the thicker, like the sarmentoses and the humiluses, mm -hmm. start to bleach as a result of not having the alkalinity higher. When I've had it higher, I've not had bleaching events okay. like I've had with lower alkalinity. Okay. I mean, the main thing, obviously, is to keep things stable. Sure. Uh, but I also tend to keep things higher. And looking at other people's tanks, one of the things when I get corals in from other people, I measure their water right. parameters right. to see where I am in relation because I try to have things be as good as what I consider sure. optimal tanks. Sure. And most people, uh, Jason Fox, Sanjay, mm -hmm. uh, Worldwide Corals, all have higher alkalinities over nine and a half to ten. Okay. So from that standpoint, I try to keep it a little bit higher. Sure. That way acclimation is a lot easier. Yeah. That's and you way. don't get the bleaching when you first put them in, which I've had in the past when I had lower alkalinity compared with what other people had. Sure. Very good, sir. So that's this edition. What's, what's, what else are you going to add to the tank? In other words, last time we were here, you kind of added the circulation. Are you happy with that circulation? You need more? Where so far, and I'm going to get something that sort of moves the powerheads around and moves more water. I may also upgrade. I'm running a Mag Drive 7. I may go to a Mag Drive 9 because the overflow can easily handle it. Uh -huh. So I may as well get as much water turnover as I can, and it's not really a, a huge expense, and it's not really going to change things dramatically. So. Sure. Sure. And I got about 20 mag drives in the basement, so it's not going to be a big deal <laughs> yeah. to switch one over. So Yeah, now we were talking maybe getting a sea swirl on there or a multi-swirl. Yeah, multi-swirl, which is what I will run off of the mag, bigger mag drive. Got it, got it. So that way I'm going to get the best of both worlds. And then as far as your bottom and then like the algae you're seeing there, you're just going to get that I keep time. scraping it. Hopefully the snails will take care of it over time, and hopefully mm -hmm. the montiparans will start to grow. And once they take off, because it takes them like two or three months, and all of a sudden, bam, you notice right. that they're encrusting on the bottom. Once they encrust down, then there won't be a site for the algae to grow on the bottom glass. So. Very good. Okay. So we'll do another update probably. It's been every two weeks. So yeah, we'll this, is, this is quick. It's coming along, but we haven't had any major losses or anything. So for the most part, I'm pretty happy with how the tank's coming along. I mean, it's still a baby tank in my book. I mean, it's only a, a month or so. Right, right. Really into it, so. Right. And I just laugh because most people after a month don't have like uh, a tenth of what you have. Uh, to me, there's not much in here, but it's, uh, it's coming along. <laughs> Sounds good. Until then, sir.